Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Hope you're having a great day. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Superbook Sports Colorado, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton, and of course, Blake Street Tavern. A lot to get to today. We're going to do science. Yes, that's right. It's Scott DeHuff, the science guy. DeHuff, DeHuff, DeHuff. Bill Nye, the science guy. Wait, not Bill Nye. Sorry. Scott DeHuff, the science guy. DeHuff, DeHuff, DeHuff. Wow. I am. I just made that up in my mind right now. <laughs> never never heard of Bill, this Bill Nye guy. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Awkward. Awkward. Hope you guys are having a great day. I'm, I'm messing around with my camera just to give you a little behind the scenes, and it's just driving me nuts. And you guys don't care. You don't. You don't. It's just the way I have it positioned, everything looks funny behind me, but whatever. Whatever. It's one of those things that you guys don't, it doesn't bother you, but it bugs the fuck out of me. Anyway, we're not going to do headlines. We're just going to jump into this because there's a lot of just good stories in the science world. Mm, the science. We're going to get all nerdy. Yum, yum, yum. Boobies. Wait, is that what they say? Is that what science people say? They're like, oh my gosh, mm, boobies. <laughs> a lot of us have seen this coming. And we've heard the stories before. As of recently, too, there's been a lot of noise about it. But now more experts are coming out and wanting their voices to be heard. Michael Cohen, a doctoral student of Oxford University, they be legit. Let's be honest. Oxford University. There's a bunch of smart people over there. Anyway, he spoke out about the uh, existential, huh, huh? I don't know that word. The big ass threat posed by artificial intelligence saying that things could be very bad for us if tech continues to develop and develops too far. We all could kind of see this happening. We've seen all the movies where AI kind of takes things over. I, I've seen the Marvel Universe. Come on. <laughs> it happens. Next thing you know, you got that killer robot infecting the world. What was that robot's name? Ultron. <laughs> yeah, Ultron. I've seen that. Age of Ultron. Good movie. Good movie. They say it could one day kill everyone. And there would be nothing we could do about it. So precautions need to be taken ahead of time. And I appreciate that he's coming out here saying that. Because it seems like a no-brainer. But here's the thing. The majority of us, let's say, take precautions. But that doesn't mean, let's say, 5% don't. And that 5% could screw it up for everybody else. That 1% could screw it up for everyone else. So it's good that he's wanting to push people in this direction. But the problem is, is you always have those rogue idiots in life. Whatever the industry is, whatever you, you do, there's people that take precautions. And then there's people that are just willy-nilly with safety. And they're the ones that screwed up for everybody else. So that's what's, what's scary is it's not the majority that I'm worried about. It's the minority of of scientists out there that are just fucking around with shit. So who wants AI? Artificial intelligence. Obviously the military. Uh, 
other researchers warned of military pressures to harness the technology, and that could enhance it faster than a human race can control it. So that's scary, too. And you know, AI is already involved in the military aspect of things. It is. Because AI is in everything else right now, whether it's algorithms, it's it's algorithms that are trying to push my podcast out everywhere. I have to live and die by the, the algorithms. By the way, speaking of that, I had a, I just wrote something out. My wife and I were kind of going through just how to do podcasting. And she's like, you should do a seminar about how to do podcasting and for the people that are up and coming. If you are interested in that, let me know. Because I'm, I'm rolling around the idea. And I'm thinking... Do I, would there be enough people interested to huffuncensored at gmail.com? Just, you can say, I'm in, I'm in. Or you can hit me up on socials at Huff Podcast. I just want to know, would it be worth your time and my time? Because I got a lot of shit that, that you guys don't hear over the podcast about how things work and how to maximize your experience as well as your listeners' experience. <laughs> Just let me know. Don't have fun at gmail.com. All right. So obviously the military wants it. And it, that's a no brainer. Medical fields. That's the one where it, it's hard to turn away because that's going to help doctors and nurses diagnose and treat patients without all this expensive, time consuming hospital visits. So AI can help with those things. The things that I don't like is like customer service. You see these, there's AI in customer service now. They have these chat bots. They're like, speak to a representative. You're not really speaking to a representative in most of these situations. It's a fucking chat bot. And half the time, Xfinity, when you do that, they don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. So their AI is still being tweaked in a lot of the, in, in the majority of these things that we talk about today. The chat box it's just not working that well as of right now. You're like, I need to reduce my bill. And then it's just like, you want to expand your, your service? I'm like, no, <laughs> I want to pay less money. <laughs> then, then I did that, and it took about two hours before I could get to actually have a conversation with somebody that actually wasn't trying to constantly upsell me. And they're like, basically, I saved seven bucks and whatever is fucking annoying. Manufacturers clearly need AI because there's a lot of things. Companies are now using robotic process in uh, automation, which is called RPA for short. That can be programmed to interact with a system in the same way human intelligence would. RPA takes a repetitive task, like, you know, there's so many cross-checking invoices with purchase orders, or ordering products when stock levels hit a, a certain limit. It, that allows other workers to focus on value-added work versus repetition. I like that aspect of it. It's essentially dealing with inventory and making sure, because imagine like a simple thing as a grocery store, restaurant, or just uh, any sort of retail store. Imagine if you didn't really have to do inventory that much. There, I'm sure there's still a certain level of it that you would have to do. But based on this, I mean, it seems like it would just be like almost automatic. 
And that would be very nice. It'd be one less thing for you as a manager to worry about. That being said, at the beginning stages of this, you could become lazy, and we'll get into that here in a second, and, and not have a full grasp of what's being ordered, and you could screw yourself, or the AI could screw you. They, they don't give a shit. <laughs> so really, ultimately, what AI is, is going to help you make better decisions, and it's going to have unbiased decisions. If somebody is an employee and you look at the raw numbers and raw data on an individual, AI could just be like, there's no reason to have this person on. He's fired, you know, or data says this product isn't selling enough. We need to get rid of it and replace it with something else that's actually going to generate income for the company. And it would just do that. So there, there, it, it, would make sense in that aspect. There's going to be less errors because obviously human errors, the more we work, the the more fatigued we get mentally, physically, and then we're more susceptible to making mistakes. Whereas AI is going to work for you 24-7, 365. It doesn't bitch and complain about time and all that. You know, I'm exhausted. I've been working so much, blah, 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 blah. It's not going to worry about that. It ain't a bitch. <laughs> that's what that's the thing. AI ain't no bitch, but it will fuck you over like a bitch because there's a lot of risks involved. They have lack of creativity. So the jobs where you need to be creative and thinking outside the box, you might get something unique at first or seemingly unique, like let's say in marketing, when you use AI. But is it going to continue to think outside the box, quote unquote? Probably not. And that's where the human element is necessary. Think about scientifically, if you're researching something, sometimes you just got to think outside the box. Sometimes you got to go against the grain of what people say is right, because this is what we've been taught all our lives. And maybe there's an anomaly and that's where, you know, you you as a human would think that way. And maybe that's how you as a human could be out AI and where human interaction is actually better. Cutting jobs, obviously, the more AI is involved, the less it's going to be necessary for humans to be involved. It's such a weird concept to think about. We, we've talked about it before. I know Chipotle, I think it was in... California, we talked about this before. They have a chip maker that's a robot called Chippy because somebody's super creative. Although, what else are you going to call it? <laughs> robot of death? No, you're not. He's making chips. Hey, is a robot of death here? <laughs> death strike? Is, is He's on chips today, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you, you see that it's already infiltrating our workforce. Now, as far as AI goes, obviously, there's a little bit of AI involved in the chip maker, but you also have it in, in your computer systems and stuff like that. And that's where it's going to dominate for the most part as of right now. But it is eventually going to start affecting jobs and people are going to lose jobs because like, why do I need somebody to do inventory when I have this guy? And since I don't need you to do inventory anymore because you're really good at it, 
but I got this AI that does it for me. And really, you don't really do too much else. So I can probably just let you go. So that's what's going to eventually happen. And we're also going to become lazier as we uh, like all, more than we already are. But as, as a whole, not you. You're not lazy. I'm talking about that other guy. That guy. Fuck him. He is shit. Shit. Complete garbage. He is. Mm, yes. But we're going to get lazier and lazier. Kind of like I was saying in regards to the, if you're doing inventory, relying on AI to do it for you, uh, there's room for, you know, you're, you're just going to just assume that it's getting done, wh whether it's getting done properly or not. There could be a glitch in a system. And since you're so lazy and not used to doing it because AI has been doing it for you, you, you could screw yourself over. And, and you, that, that would be a horrible thing in business. You're going to have no emotional connections with customers, especially the more AI gets involved. Like I was saying with Xfinity, they have that, that chat bot. And it really, it, it is so bad that it's, it ruins the customer experience. When you have somebody that you actually talk to, there's this company I use to get my prescriptions for my uh, kids and stuff like that. And they will call you. And I was telling the doctor that. I was like, it was really nice. I was like, they kind of fucked up on, on something, but they called me. And they actually, when they chat with me, whether it's, uh, whether it's through like a text or when they call me, it's actually an actual person. And I like that. And that goes a long way. But uh, most companies don't want to do that because that costs. So more and more companies are going to do the AI route because ultimately it saves money. They don't care about the workforce as a whole. They care about their workforce. That's it. Not, not the United States, not Colorado, not the globe, not all that. They care about their business, which honestly, that's fine. I get. But more and more companies are going to start thinking that way and go, listen, I know the customer service people would love to have more of that one-on-one -on -one connection with somebody, but ultimately, financially, it doesn't make sense for me to have somebody on staff to be essentially a representative in calling and talking to people constantly when I can just have AI do it. I have this one initial fee that I have to pay for or in maybe maintenance and whatever. Ultimately, it's a lot cheaper. That's just the way companies are going to go. So it, it's really kind of scary because we all see this. It, it's going down this path. We know it's going down this path. It's not a matter of if we go down this path and then AI fucks us over and really just kind of just makes it so we can't really do anything on our own and we're just helpless little kittens. It's a matter of when this is going to happen. Because I don't see scientists and engineers and all that stuff, I don't see them slowing down this process. And we'll get into that more in the next story right after this because it's going to blow your mind this this new thing that happened in the science world is fucking phenomenal.
The final drive for the championship is here, and there's no better place to wager on the football title tilt than Superbook Sports. Superbook features the best menu of prop bets in the business. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at the Superbook.com website. I don't know why I said it that way, but you're welcome. (laughs) With over three decades of odds-making experience in Las Vegas, there's no better place to wager than Superbook Sports. Win some money as one lucky team wins the championship. Download the Superbook Sports Colorado app right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Fellas, as you know, it's all about size. Nobody's bigger than we are. We have 18,000 square feet and three bars under one roof. Add it all up, and you have Denver's best football bar. It's the Blake Street Tavern, where Denver watches football. I think we need to continue with science. The science guy. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> this blew my mind when I saw, I actually watched the video of this and I couldn't believe what I saw. And it's at the beginning stages, but there's a lot of people you can blame for this. One, sea cucumbers. Fuck you, sea cucumbers. And fuck you, James Cameron and Terminator 2. Okay? This is all your fault. Engineers have built a Terminator-style robot which can liquefy itself and revert to a solid just like a sea cucumber, also known as the T-100 or T-1000, whatever it was. That one where he turns liquid, it's the same fucking thing. I watched the video. They basically made like this little tiny robot-looking thing. It looks kind of identical to a Lego man, which is kind of funny. I watched it. The process was slow, but it did it. And it, like I said, it's at the beginning stages. Dr. Pan, an engineer at the Chinese University of Hong Kong, said, giving robots the ability to switch between liquid and solid states endows them with more functionality. It's really freaking creepy when you think about it. I'll go through this, and then obviously we'll go through the cons of this. Phase transitional machine. By embedding uh, magnetic particles in gallium, a metal with a very low melting point of 85.58 degrees Fahrenheit. That's what they did. So it's phase transitional machine. Okay. Gallium is that silver looking uh, metal that if you put it in the palm of your hand, it liquefies fairly quickly. Like I said, the melting point of 85, basically 85 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty freaking low. The magnetic particles allow the robot to heat up and liquefy as it moves through electromagnetic fields, as well as helping it to move. The team used a magnetic field to test the robot, making it jump over moats, climb walls, and even split in half to move other objects around before clumping back together. That shit's real. (laughs) That's fucking bizarre and impressive. It's really neat. Now, they're they're thinking that this could help eventually in, in medicine where 
you could ingest a pill and this this phase transitional machine, this PTM, would actually take the pill and move it to a specific spot that it needs to go to to disperse its its medication for more of a beneficial release. That there's a lot of benefits to this. But I can't help but think about Terminator. <laughs> it's just so creepy. And obviously, if this stuff gets in the wrong hands, people are going to abuse it. If you have a robot, which they just did, they just made this a r- actual little robot that can liquefy itself and then clump itself back together. And then God knows what it will do now. All I can think about is Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger, where are you, man? We need you to fight this T-1000 or whatever it's called. Where's the machine? Your clothes, give them to me now. Hasta la vista, baby. Maybe if they program the robot with Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever voices, that would be great. And then, like, you got the you got this little liquefied machine thing going in your body and then it finds like a cancerous cell and then it it eliminates it then it says you can hear it like echoing from your stomach and it's like you have been terminated (laughs) like oh he got it he got it guys (laughs) (laughs) then he comes out and he's like come with me if you want to live (laughs) i i joke about it it is cool there's a lot of potential with this but it is pretty fucking scary it is but man that's that's just so cool looking when you watch the video it's 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 cool but it's also a little bit underwhelming because it looks like a lego toy but it's it's cool i i i can't help but appreciate it but man if that thing starts going in my body and it's just like your clothes give them to me now you're like, you're, you're already inside me. I don't know why you need my clothes. <laughs> I'll be back. Like, no, you will not be back. I'm going to your back. Oh, you're going to my back. Okay, I get it. While you're back there, shave me. <laughs> so why are eggs so expensive? A lot of people are complaining about this. I know there's a lot of people that want to say this is a conspiracy theory, and we'll get to that at the end of this. But really, when you look at why eggs are so expensive, it's, it's really annoying. Because last year at this time, a dozen eggs was right around $1.79, depending on where you live, whether it's Texas or Colorado or wherever. Now, eggs are costing right around $4.25. That being said, I have, that's for a dozen. I've seen it a little higher. I want to say I've seen it at $6.00 at some grocery stores. So it depends where you go, which is annoying, annoying. So why are egg prices up? Well, when you ask the, you know, the experts, quote unquote, animal feed prices are up. There's numerous reasons for that. A lot of that is gas and and shit like that. So you got animal feed prices are up. Gas is up. But the big one, obviously, if you didn't realize, which you go to the zoo or anything like that, you see signs everywhere because they have the birds put away because of the bird flu. 
And according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, 58 million birds died across 47 states, either directly from that virus or through culling to control the outbreak. So they had to eliminate all these birds, including chickens. Stephanie Klein of Texas A&M's Department of Poultry Science says supply and demand is adding to the problem, obviously. Until the chickens are fully replaced, the cost will stay high. So less egg production, and there's still the same amount of people when you think about it that way. So they had to get rid of roughly 58 million birds. I don't know what the percentage of that is officially chickens, but you can assume it's a good freaking amount. So you have the same amount of people wanting eggs, and then you have less chickens to produce those. Now, real quick, she expects the cost of eggs to bounce back to around normal, quote-unquote normal, in August of 2023. So right around the corner, but it's still a long time. It's, It's a short amount of time, but it's a long amount of time because we're already paying out of our ass for so many other things. And here's the other thing when it comes to chickens. So obviously, they're trying to replenish the the chickens to produce eggs. After they emerge from their shells, a chicken, it takes right around 20 weeks until they can start laying eggs of their own in about 40 weeks before they reach their peak production levels. So it's a good amount of time. So that's frustrating. I get that aspect of it. Do you think that there's price gouging when it comes to this? I do. I do. You're telling me that... Here, here's the thing. Like, I went into a King Supers, and they put up signs that say only two egg cartons per customer. And I'm like, okay, just do that. Why do they have to do that? Why do they have to increase the cost? I, I just don't understand that. Uh, by not that much. And, and, and here, here's kind of what I lean back on is big oil saw record profits back in 2022. The 2022 profits are almost 50% higher than pr- the previous record in 2011. How fucking annoying is that? And why aren't more people upset with this? Because I, I'm sure a lot of people are. But when you think about it, in 2020, they had record, you know, failure when it came to big oil because nobody was fucking driving their cars because of the pandemic. And it's just like, shit, guys, we need to make up our money. Okay, how do we do that? Just jack up the gas. <laughs> Let's do that. Okay. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Is that not, am I the only one seeing that? Because it's fucking annoying. I'm sure there's some other miscellaneous things in there that I'm missing. But when you look at it straight on the paper, oh, shoot, they had record losses in 2020. I mean, record losses. You look at the graph, and it's dipped down horribly because nobody was driving their cars for the most part. And then they just jack up the, the cost of everything, and then they make it's like they're making up their money. Does... Do you not, like you lost, like I had $20 in my pocket. I lost that $20 and I'm like, shit, I need to get that money back. How do I do that? Well, uh, whatever I'm selling, I need to 
just increase the price on it and I'll get my money back tenfold. That's what they're doing. They, they, they lost a bunch of money and then they're like, shit, we need to get it back and we need to get it back uh, even more than we had. That's all they're doing. And it's fucking frustrating. Now, when it comes to the eggs thing, it's probably a little bit more complex than that, obviously, due to the, the, the flu. I just I'm, I'm really curious because nobody's really diving into the official reason why. I mean, they are and they aren't of why the egg prices are up. Hopefully that bounces back down to a manageable level. But it is frustrating because we love eating eggs at, at the DeHuff house. And some farms, it's cheaper than others. So how does that make sense? So a lot of the bigger name brands are more expensive eggs, whereas the lower name brands are cheaper. How's that work? So really, honestly, like I think it was, I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, eggs are like $2 cheaper at Walmart versus King Supers. How's that work? Obviously, they get them from a different company. So it, it, we have to be egg conscious now and, and start searching for what's the best deal. If there's more opportunities, yeah, go check it out. Let me know if you find another place <laughs> because it's fucking annoying. It's frustrating. And there's a lot of shit going on. And, and, and what are we supposed to do? We just have to sit there and hold our dicks in our hand and just hope for the best. And that's really what we're, we're doing with all this shit. Because we're at the mercy of egg distributors and we're at the mercy of like big oil and that crap. So anyway, science, no. Watch out for AI. Watch out for liquid robots. They coming for us. <laughs> they coming. Come with me if you want to live. I'm just scared. Okay, Arnold. There's a liquid robot and egg prices are through the roof. Okay. Give me your clothes. Now. Huh? Arnold, I'm telling you about my fear of liquid robots and egg prices, and you just want to take my clothes. Classic Arnold. You son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're, you're listening to this. Thanks so much to Superbook Sports Colorado. Go, please, check them out. They're great people over there at Superbook Sports Colorado, especially as the... You know, we're, we're in the playoffs. We got the championship games. Oh, my God. I can't wait. I just I just had a brain fart and forgot. That's this weekend. Can't wait. Love that. Love that. Uh, Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out. They have amazing food, amazing atmosphere. 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. And, of course, Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton as you're getting ready for the championship games and the title games, the big games, you got to go check out Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton because they will hook you up. I got to go over there. My, I want another martini. And, and my wife and I are thinking that we're just going to start making them at home. I love olives. I'm a dirty martini boy. <laughs> I like it dirty. I do. That's right. Shaken, stirred, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I just banged your mother. <laughs> Was that a poem? Because it's beautiful. If it is, Connery. I love you. Well, I don't love your mother, but I love banging her. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to feel about that. Anyway, it's the Huff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much. Let's keep moving forward. I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Hope you have a great day. Hopefully you smiled a little bit in this episode. If you want to send some feedback feedback on this episode, please let me know. Uncensored at gmail.com. 
It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.